Hey guys, welcome to Overpower Podcast. Um, today we're doing a Black Panther Black History Month thing, and uh, quite a few things already happened this month. So the first thing we have to talk about is Liam Neeson. Um, if you missed it and <laughs> didn't catch it, uh, Liam Neeson did an interview where he said that a friend of his was raped and he went up and down the streets looking for a black bastard to come out of the pub so that he could kill him. Uh, he said it took me a week, maybe a week and a half. You're, you're not including a lot of details in that. All right, I'll go back and include more details. His friend, a friend of the family was raped, okay? She handled the rape situation in the most extraordinary way, he says. But my immediate reaction was, did she know who he was? No. What color were they? And she said black. Uh, it took me maybe a week, a week and a half of going through that, going up down the street. Uh, and she, she would say, where are you going? And I would say, I'm just going out for a walk. What's wrong? No, nothing. And it's horrible. It's horrible when I think back that I did that and I've never admitted it. And I'm saying to a, a journalist, God forbid. It was awful, but did I learn from it when I eventually thought, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, he learned from the experience. In another interview, he said he learned from the experience. He started power walking. He talked to his priest and he evolved. Now, we're not debating whether the situation is wrong. The question is, well, one, what are your thoughts on the whole situation and what is your opinion? Should he be forgiven? Should we move on? Or are we done with Liam Neeson? Uh, I'll start with you, Adelaide. Uh, quick question for um, clarification. There was something about 40 years ago? Yeah, was the incident happened 40, 40 years ago? Yeah, yeah, everything okay. happened 40 years ago. His friend died five years ago. Oh, okay. Okay, then. My timeline's a little wrong, then. Um, I don't know. I don't really feel like that's forgivable honestly that shows a, a big lack of respect for people in general especially for for black people and to say that he's just looking for any black guy to come out so he can just straight up kill him as revenge that that's pretty bad oh also let me add he said that he grew up during the troubles and the troubles were apparently when the catholics and the protestants were at war in ireland and I don't, the Troubles is such a nice name for war, if we're being honest. Um, but it's interesting that he used that as a blanket to say, "I'm like this is what I grew up in. What more can you expect from me?" Were you getting that feeling, Michelle, or did you? Um, <clears throat> honestly, so Twig should be out by the time this comes out, and I already said how I felt about um what he said um <clears throat> what i'm more concerned about is the people that are defending him um there are various black celebrities who are that's defending him saying they they don't think he's racist they don't think that he's a bigot they just think something was wrong in his head and my thing is i feel like that very well could be that it was something wrong to say. I think anybody who's a racist, there's something mentally wrong with them. But 
at the same time, that doesn't give you the excuse to take someone's life because he was, his intent was to kill. And he still draws his anger, quote unquote, his um, inspiration for his roles in these types of movies for revenge. He says he draws it from that moment. So I don't know, do you really, can you really be considered to be someone who has grown from that if you are still using it as motivation for other things? I, I agree. And to play devil's advocate, which I always have to do, um, people can say that he's learned from it. And as an actor, he has to draw motivation from a myriad of things. And that is his closest re- revenge moment where he wanted to get the rapist and like that was what motivated him. So He didn't want to can... get the rapist. He wanted to get any black person. He was trying to get revenge on an entire race of people. He was not trying to get revenge for the person who committed the act. Yeah, I agree with you. That's exactly the problem. Uh, I agree with you. But as far as forgiveness, people will say, it's 40 years ago. How can we hold him accountable for something that happened so long ago? He is still using it as motivation today. That is how I can blame him for it. I don't... mm -mm. Because to me... That it's a it, it what you're saying, I would have went along with it that he learned from it. I am somebody I don't write people off easily. I really don't. You have to sorry about that. You have to have done something pretty terrible for me to just write you off, like R. Kelly, for instance. Um, but with him, my issue isn't that you did it a long time ago, it's that you are still using it to motivate you to get into these roles like you can use anything else you can just be a good actor and know how to um do that no you had to think about a time that you were willing to murder any black person that came across you i'm sorry black bastard um no and the fact that he even used that term black bastard when he was describing it tells me that he still has some type of vitriol there so no i do not forgive him sorry Adelaide, your thoughts? I mean, that sums up my thoughts exactly. He, The language he's using, it, all of it shows that while he claims he's moved on as a person, part of him still holds on to that. And probably the part that wants to defend his friend still holds on to that. And it's just like, he's not fully past it. And I'm worried that if he's not fully past it, that horrible moment of racism, what more is still in there? Like, if that's not gone, then he's still holding on to part of that. And that's a very racist part to still cling to. Well, he said he went to church. I mean, are we saying that him going to church doesn't absolve him? You don't want you to do realize that? you're not talking to Christians, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's why I'm asking you. He confessed. He said, this is what happened. I want to be better. There's no answer I could give that wouldn't get me yelled at on Twitter for this. So I'm not going <laughs> to say anything. I will. No, it doesn't make it better. Okay. And it's not saying that church doesn't work for some people. I am a person who believes that church for a lot of people. Sorry, my dog is just being super spoiled. Um, I think church for a lot of people is equivalent for therapy for um, people who aren't religious because you get a lot of mental like that's where a lot of people go for their mental health, whether or not Mm -hmm. they're giving you the best advice. That's up to you to, to decide. My thing is, 
even if you're doing that, even if you're putting the work in to get better, but deep down inside, you still feel that way. It, it doesn't excuse it. Like you could do, he could donate millions, millions of dollars to charity for um, racial inequality, for whatever you wanted to do. And while that's all good, it doesn't stop you from being a racist. It's like those people who have, um, the people who will say, my husband's not racist. He's married to a black woman. Yet, your husband's still a part of the KKK. What are you talking about? He just thinks that you're different from the rest of us. That's a difference. That doesn't mean that he's not racist. So, you don't get to do that. I'm sorry. Yeah, I completely agree. Because I realize I haven't given my statement. Um, I think that I am done with Liam Neeson. I will not be spending any more money on Liam Neeson. I I am not one of those people who is so forgiving that my self-interest falls to the wayside because I am trying to forgive you. And I don't feel like Liam Neeson in this moment, based on, as we said, the language that he used, the phrasing and the vitriol that he still had, even telling the story, the pull like, that he used to seek revenge, and that's his motivation. Everything that he is saying is saying, while I want you to forgive me and go see my movie, I do not necessarily believe that this is a wrong thing. Like, I might believe that saying it was wrong and that expressing it in that way was wrong. However, I know that I have to say that I am sorry for this. Um, any final thoughts on Liam Neeson? Uh, could I go back to the religion point? Cause yes. Michelle brought up something. And I feel like I would just want to add on that religion in this sense, with his confession and everything, that absolves your own guilt. If you have any internal guilt, that would absolve that. That doesn't mean, like, great, you feel better. The rest of us don't have to care. Like, we don't have to forgive you just because you went and saw a priest. All right. As the religious one, let me hop in here for a second. I agree. Who is not Catholic? I'm religious. First of all, I went to Catholic school for four years, Who is five not years. Catholic? I agree. Like, I'm on your side and you're still trying to shoot holes in my plan. You know what's funny? I was just thinking about if, all right, so by the time this podcast comes out, um, it'll come out probably before the Valentine's Day one. If you listen to the Valentine's Day podcast, the energy is recorded on the same day. It's so different. <laughs> It's like he just sucked the energy out of me. Like, oh my goodness. <laughs> um, but as a religious person, I believe that forgiveness, faith without work is meaningless. And while you can go to a priest and say, do a thousand Hail Marys and you're fine. I don't necessarily believe, unless you're actively working to redeem what you did, that it's true. It's real. And I don't know if Liam Neeson has put in the work over these 40 years to say, I have changed, I have evolved. Look at my track record. And one thing I have to say, because um, this is still involving Black History Month, although not Liam Neeson in particular, um, the whole Super Bowl thing, right? Sheba, hush up. The whole Super Bowl thing. Um, I was watching The View and Megan McCain was talking about it and she was saying um, she really thinks that we need to allow people on both sides of the argument as far as whether or not to kneel, I guess, at, during the national anthem, you know, speak about it. 
And my thing is, and she said because it's, it's the best thing to do to get everything out, get everybody's opinion out there. And my thing is the party who is victimized in this. And what I mean by that, people keep ignoring the reason why he is he was doing it, okay? People keep ignoring that, like, I've never seen so many people come out to defend the flag, but they, who are supposedly American, believe that all Americans are equal, never once did they mention, oh yeah, it's wrong about what's happening um, with police brutality. Never once have I heard them come out and say that um, um, and fight equally as hard. Let me, As they are for the flag. You always make me play devil's advocate. Mm-mm. So No, let me finish my point. And my problem with that is, with this whole thing is, why do I have to sit there? Like, you're not looking about how this would benefit me. Me sitting here listening to what I consider is poison at this point, And your reasoning for poisoning me. I don't want to hear that. And that's how I feel about Liam Neeson to bring it back around. Just because you, because a lot of people saying that he was able to get this off his shoulders and that's good and all that other stuff. But you doing that did not do anything for me. In fact, it damaged me. But I'm I'm supposed to be happy that you feel better about yourself. It doesn't work that way for me. And sometimes I just wish you would just like, I don't know. I just need, why did you have to do this during Black History Month? Do it during another time. I get that it's not Black History Month over there. And uh, oh my God, on the uh, all right, I'm done. Ellie, your thoughts? Oh God, Uh, can we go back to the? I guess okay. So dealing with hearing both sides of the argument, I just I feel like that's such. That's such an excuse for people to continue to spew this vitriol and this hatred in defense of, in defense of their, frankly, um, indefensible views that they don't need to have. And I don't know. I feel like if you're going to say, <laughs> what's that one shirt that someone was wearing? Um, why be racist, sexist, or homophobic when you could be quiet? Yeah, maybe just do that. I think that I don't. Uh, all right, let me think. I'll say this. The, I do not agree that they, like, I agree that there's a place for everyone to say something. I don't believe that you should be free from the repercussions of what you're saying. And I feel like most of the people who are saying you should hear both sides want to be free from the responsibility of what they're saying. Because they want to say things that hurt others. Like, for example, specifically about the kneeling. Um, Colin Kaepernick, a military veteran told him that taking a knee was better than sitting down during the national anthem. That's how this got started. The taking a knee thing got started. And for people who like we do America as a whole does not treat its veterans. Great. Let's be honest. Once you are no longer of service, America tends to kick you to the curb. They do not provide how they do not treat them the way that they should. I'm not going to go into it, but. I think everyone can agree to that. For us to then wrap ourselves in a flag and say, and, and say, how dare you disrespect this flag when we are literally disrespecting the people who fight for it, is, it's ridiculous to me. But that's my opinion on this. The flag is a symbol. Why don't we fight for the people? Like, I don't think, I don't find this disrespectful. Most of the veterans that I've talked to don't find this disrespectful. Most of them have said, hey, 
I fought for you to do whatever you want to this flag because that's what freedom is. I might not agree with it. Well, it's not even just that. Like, let's not forget the flag represents the United States. It doesn't represent the United States Army or military. So the whole thing is trying to say that it's like you're disrespecting the military is false. It's a false equation. It does not make any sense. That is not what the flag represents at all. It represents every civilian, every person in the military, everybody who is a member of the United States. That's who the flag represents. I might not agree with it. However, I agree with your right to do that because that's what I fought for. And let's not forget, <sighs> let's not forget the number of African-American people during World War II who came home, who fought and died and, and risked death for this country, who were not treated equally. Who had to still sit in the back of the bus, who had to still use separate restrooms, who had to still do all those things. Like, that doesn't make any sense. And the reason why I was groaning is people, I've never seen so many people angry revolving around the flag but i can definitely remember when people were burning a flag it was just a thing of oh yeah okay they shouldn't do that moving on you know what i mean but when it's like a bunch of black players kneeling um basically saying this flag who was supposed to represent um everyone who's supposed to represent the protection of everyone isn't doing its job we're not doing our the job to protect everyone equally in this country everybody's up in arms now about the flag are you serious? Like, how about those people who are using the Confederate flag still? You're literally using um, a treasonous flag, a, a flag that represents um, a treasonous sect within the United States. Why aren't you considered, like, treasonous? Why is people really accepting of that? And let's not forget the reason why the Confederate flag came back in the first place, because it was banned in the United States. It came back because people were seeing that a bunch of black people were out there protesting during the civil rights era. So they started using that flag to let you know, oh, yeah, we want things back to the way it was. So let's not pretend that it's not a lot of, like, ugh, I'm sorry. I'm getting really, like, <laughs> too much. your thoughts. Um, honestly, yeah, all of that. And so basically what we have here is another, it's, it's a reiteration, or that's an older reiteration. Can I get really, really political and call out things? Can I? Of course, this is a political podcast. Is it political? This one is, like, I'm sorry, black, talking about black people in general, since we're talking about Black Panther and black history during this podcast, it's political in nature. Because all right, fine. Free for all. Go Sweet. on, Ellie. Okay, so, yeah, what we have here is just a reiteration of that with the Make America Great Again hats. We just have, it, it's another Confederate flag. It's another KKK hat propped up on their head. It's just in a different shape and a different form. And, you know, you bring up, with the NFL stuff and the kneeling, you have, you have these little maggots crawling out into the sunlight because finally they have a black target that they can go after, and suddenly it's okay because of the culture that is currently... I don't want to say dominating the United States, but it, this small sect has grown to power and has too much of a voice and it needs to stop. And that's what we're having right now. And that's why that's, I don't want to say that's why we have so many people willing to just immediately, immediately rip apart these black players and these players who have an, a, a frankly excellent statement that, and uh, I'm, I'm really mad about this. Actually we had, um, I was, I know that when I was, um, 
in California, we were watching, we weren't watching it, but someone came in and said, hey, Seattle kneeled for the flag. And I was just immediately up like, yes, go Hawks, go. So I, I don't know. This, this whole thing is such an irritant for me. All right, Michelle, final thoughts. Uh, final thoughts, stop being assholes. So. All right, thank you guys. Uh, next, we're going to move right along. I, I, originally, I was going to move to Black Panther, but then I remembered the blackface incident. So, <laughs> what blackface incident? Why is it during this month? Why? Why is it so, at all? Like, why do people have to be like this? So, the Virginia Democratic Attorney General has admitted on Wednesday, that's this Wednesday, no, last Wednesday. Last Wednesday. Give a date. It, he, it, I don't, I don't remember. He admitted that he wore blackface. Wait, if it was last Wednesday, he admitted it in January. He admitted it. <laughs> uh, it blew up like Monday or something. I think. I think it was over the weekend. Uh, yeah, it was over the weekend. It was either the, it was either Friday or the weekend because it was somewhere around there. Anyway, he admitted I mean, that the he only wore... thing that came in my mind was scissor. Anyway, <laughs> he admitted oh, that he wore weekend. blackface at a college party. Okay, it was well. Let me be very clear. A picture came out. Of someone in a KKK garb and someone in blackface. Um, and he admitted that he wore blackface. And then he said, well, wait, no, that wasn't me. Because I remember another time when I wore blackface and it wasn't this one. Um, thoughts, Michelle? This is not surprising to me at all because we already know that within certain institutions in the United States, it is okay for certain groups of people to basically be racially insensitive and do a lot of, you know, things where they wear other cultures as costumes. That's just what it is. Like, I'm pretty sure every person, especially like if you went to an Ivy League school, can tell you about um, blackface parties that they've been invited to or that they've seen or heard about. So it's not like- Adelaide, have you any stories about blackface? Wait, was that what did you say? Did you have any stories about blackface? No, I'm sorry. Well, like, I also didn't go to an Ivy League school, so <laughs> I, I didn't go to an Ivy League school. Like that wasn't our thing. <laughs> I don't. I don't really know. Like I said, um, I don't understand why that's that common. Where you can really talk to um, a lot of people who went to Ivy League schools, and a lot of them will tell you, "Oh yeah, they'll have like." Um, like Jigaboo Day or um, Hip Hop Day or like um, stuff that's like in the vein of school spirit. But really what you're doing is just wearing black people as costumes. I'm sure they do it for other races and, you know, or But other this ain't your month. This is Black History Month, okay? Like we acknowledge that other people are misrepresented. The shortest month of the year. We acknowledge that other people are misrepresented and also they are affected by the same issues. This is not a competition, minorities. I do not have to tell you who had it worse. No. <laughs> you just made it sound like it was a competition. Miss Wilson. Anyway, finish your thoughts, please. Oh. Yeah, I'm I'm not surprised by this, that's all. Adelaide, what are your thoughts? Um uh, I wanna say that frankly I'm done with this guy. I I will say I also didn't know who he was up until this point. But 
I feel like stuff like this, if it came out, even if it was in college, even if it was whatever, the times were different then. I don't care. He was in medical school. I, I don't care. They, they're still wrong. They're still you dumb. said parochial? Huh? Jasmine, did you say parochial school? Medical school. Oh, okay. Whatever. Like, I was just letting you know he was older than, like, just a basic college. No, he was old. He was older than he should have been. Still, then he should know better. He should still know better. Like, and then the fact uh, that his excuse was, you know, I don't remember this blackface incident, but I went as Michael Jackson one time and I won that contest. Wow. Okay, here's my thing with that. Okay. I personally don't like the idea of dressing up as celebrities. I think it's disgusting. And I get like a lot of people don't have that problem. That's fine. It's just the reason why I have a problem with it is because you're wearing somebody. You, you get what I'm saying? Like, if you wanted to dress up like a fictional character, I don't have a problem with that. But to try to dress up as the actual person, I feel like that's a little creepy and weird to me. That aside, um, if you wanted to do or like pay homage or you know how people say to like, let's say it was one couple, one was dressed like Beyonce and the other one was like Jay-Z and he had blackface on. Why not not have the blackface part on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can do that. It's not a problem. That's like, um, it's like the same thing with people who um, do anime con, like go to the conventions and they dress up and all that stuff. And I've noticed that for like people who are darker skinned, they'll even try to cosplay as a darker skinned anime character or if they do a lighter skinned anime character, they don't try to change their face. It's really rare to see that happen but it's very common to see that on the like somebody who is very fair who really likes a darker skin character is like you know what i'm just gonna darken up my skin and just like try to mimic this character as much as possible it's like no just do wear the clothes and that's it like people who were trying to dress up like michonne one of my favorite characters of all time um just I don't even mind you doing dreads I don't like but I prefer you do plaits for obvious reasons you don't need to put a wig on but just plait your hair up dread it I mean if you have dreads wear the dreads whatever you don't have to do anything to your skin we all know who you're trying to mimic just based off of the costume that's the whole point of creating a character you should be able to tell who you're referencing just off of the costume alone done um Adelaide you can have the final thoughts on this topic oh cool um Honestly, yeah, like there's no there's no reason to to even have blackface. There's no reason to go that far and I think you're right. It tends to be people who are on the fairer side. It tends to be white people that that decide, "Oh yeah, I can do this. This this kind of thing is up for grabs." Um it I'm mimicking a character. I'm going to I'm going to paint my skin to match theirs. No, you don't everyone will know who it is. Pick another iconic piece of them, their clothing, which is ideally what it should be. People will recognize it by their clothing. And go with that. No one, and even if someone asks you, it's not a big deal if you have to say, oh yeah, Michael Jackson. Like, it doesn't need to be that, like you don't have to be disrespectful in order to pay homage to somebody. And just to, just to make a comment, that was Michael Jackson was various shades. Yeah, yeah, no. hold on. Michael Jackson was various shades. Y'all have a lot of options of which version of Michael <laughs> y'all want to go with. Come on now. <sighs> um, uh, well, no, I just realized. Um, I agree. I don't think, I think this is very insensitive. Okay, well, since Michelle ruined the final thoughts, how about this? The final thoughts I'll give you, Ellie, in a second. Um, do you think he should step down is going to be the final question. Yes. 
Well, I was waiting. I was going to say Michelle. Well, yes. There. Michelle can have it. I don't care. (laughs) (laughs) You said my name. I don't care who gets final thoughts. Go for it. Michelle. I don't care, honestly. I feel like this is pretty much every, like, older politician out there. So, I I honestly don't care. They just didn't get caught yet? Exactly. Can we just have the purge and have a younger generation now, please? Um, no. Because the purge... Not exactly the purge. Can't we just, like, you know flush out the old ones and get some new blood in there see uh, all right the problem the pro- that i have with that mm-hmm. is at what point are we gonna give like i i i can understand why we want to just get rid of the older people because they're dying anyway like the, it was like, <laughs> that is not what i was saying <sighs> but okay but like but like it was a group of people who would just ship their elderly out on the iceberg i forgot what, what that was but Vikings. i'm not saying yeah. kill them i'm saying maybe their ideas are a little too dated wait is it vikings or is it like the people who are in Alaska. I don't remember. Anyway, the point is, like, I understand why you would possibly want to do that. However, even though that's not what you said, but that's kind of what you said. (laughs) I don't think it's the point in doing that. Stop putting that word in my mouth. (laughs) Well, can I I just say something? Because Jasmine already put her foot in her mouth, so... I, I don't think it's a point in doing what Adelaide suggested. And the reason why is because these older people have passed down the, this way of thinking to the younger generations. Like, people who are getting um, hate crimes committed against them, it's not about elderly people. It's about people true. who are our age. So, mm-hmm. it's like, it's no point in that. What you have to do is just try to figure out, like, you gotta just train people to be better. I, I mean, I hate to say it, but a lot of people... The training that they got or what they were taught when they were younger is really counterintuitive to the way that the country is supposed to be moving in. And that's about it. I mean, you can't just put anybody up there because I'm pretty sure it's a lot of hateful young people who would that do sure. oh, yeah. mm-hmm. the same thing. All right. Questions, comments, concerns, anybody before we move along? All right. Great. Um. All right, so I will ask you, do you want to do one more black topic before we move on to Black Panther, or? We're, well, I don't know. It's up to you. Uh, Adelaide. You're hosting. It's up to you. Um, well, a few months ago, there was the whole black fishing thing that happens. Uh, do you remember this? Of course I do. Adelaide? Sure. Where's Google again? Um, I'll I'll give you a synopsis. It was basically white people who were darkening their skin and using various methods to look like black people and on make, Instagram. And, yeah, on Instagram and in videos and stuff like that and make money by perpetrating being black, black women. Women. Mm-hmm. Um, and this basically comes in line with the blackface thing. But this is like people who are like they're Dutch and they're not like as soon as they were confronted, they're like, No, I'm very clear that I'm a white woman. Blah, 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 blah. Well, it's not a they thing. Let's be, it let's was, be clear. Well, it was two women who specifically said it. That's why I'm saying they. Well, no. This is... I want to put some clarification on it. Two of the girls that they're talking about... Um, well, it's three girls that popped up a lot, right? Two of the ones that they were talking about, I wouldn't even consider that um, blackfishing. They clearly looked white. They just looked like they had a little bit of a tan. If anything, I would think they were trying to pose as Latina and not black. One of them clearly was trying to make herself look like either a very light-skinned black woman or a um, biracial woman, right? And she, while she never explicitly said that she was black, she definitely was, like, trying to emulate what it looks like, what black women look like. You know what I mean? And, like, or mimic it or whatever. So that's 
Mm, that was like the weird thing. And then when you saw like when she was putting on her makeup and she's like, yeah, I'm going to, I'm going to do my makeup in a mirror. First of all, she took off all, she had no makeup on. So everybody could clearly see that she was white. This is how she outed herself. Everybody could clearly see that she was white. And then she got a really, like she put on, um, like a, a really dark foundation that is like a shade or so lighter than myself. I'm like, that's for that's the black women's shade. Like you're in the black section of Mac. You're not even in like the Latino or the white section. How are you all the way over here? So mm, that was weird. But she said she tans really easily, Jasmine. So it's not really her fault. It's genetics. Yeah, I I was exhausted when I heard about this. Because yet again, it's a group of people who want the benefit of being black without the problems that come with it. Like, it's hard, like, being black sometimes. Like, and to sit there and be like, you know what? I can put this on, as we said, as a costume. And when I am done with this costume, I can go home and I am just fine. I don't have any other issues. This is just makeup. It washes off. It's, it's indignant. Hold on. I just put in Oh, the, I sent Adelaide the link over. Yeah, okay, all right. Too. Uh, but it, I don't know. I was indignant about it because it's just, I don't know. That's taking a spot that is very hard for a true African-American person to fit into. Like, the, we are very few and far in between in various circles. And for you to put on makeup and then be there as a representative when you're not is insulting. And then they're like, no, I'm not really black, but that's the only reason you're sitting at the table because you're a palatable version. Yeah, um, I mean, she clearly has very white features. Like, Sheba Hush. She clearly has very, like, you know, white European features, like the nose and everything. What she, like, the lips are... She definitely contoured the heck out of her lips to make them look a lot more plumper than what they are. Because if you look at one picture, her lips look really uh, thin. The person Michelle is talking about is the Swedish influencer, Emma Hallberg. Yeah, Emma Hallberg. I'm looking at it right now. Like, I don't know. But besides that, one thing that you didn't mention is it was... Oh, the girl who... The other girls that I know you're talking about, she kind of reminds me of Ariana Grande. Um, as far as like when she darkened herself up, I never thought that she looked black. I mean, if that's what, that's another uh, problem that the people are being tricked and thinking that these women look black. I'm like, these aren't even black features. Why is that the first thing that you're going for? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, and that's just like when I was telling you, like when you look at TV shows, they try to find black women with very European looking features because it's, I guess, easier for certain groups to connect to them. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? So, I don't know. But the other thing that's been happening on Instagram a lot, too, is, like, white models um, actually doing blackface. Like, they will transform themselves to look like black women. It's not for anything other than, hey, I can look like I'm black, too, and this is how you look black. Mm -hmm. That's it. They will do tutorials on that. So, I don't know. It's just, mm, it's, like, a really weird thing. Adelaide, your thoughts? Um, I hadn't heard about this one, but like, oh boy, social media makes people a little weird. Um, this is yet another example. Can I lead into the one I just sent you, Jasmine? Or do you want me to stay uh, yeah, on? Yeah, go. Like I said, it's a free for all. Go ahead. Okay, cool. Um, I'm going to butcher this last name. Uh, Dolezal. Dolezal. Thank you. Um, 
did you did you guys hear about Rachel Dolezal at all? <laughs> We're black, at least. Okay, I assume like, that, but <laughs> she, um, yeah, she was back in 2015. She was a white woman pretending to be a um, pretending to be a black woman uh, and working and with a passion for the NWA. No, 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 that's very insensitive, Adelaide. Yeah, she, she was. She she's said that she transgender. Yeah, I mean, she's, she's transracial. Yeah, she's transracial, and that's when transracial was a whole big movement. Was that mm-hmm. a movie? Um, All right. Yeah, it was. Yes, it, it, it was a lot of people yeah. coming out as transracial. Yeah. So it like like I didn't want to necessarily mention her. All right. Because we don't want to cover her. No, it's fine. No, the reason I didn't want to mention her was because that brings into the topic of what is acceptable versus like because if you truly believe you were born in the wrong race, then who am I to tell you that you're alive? If you, I mean, because I can't say someone who was born the wrong sex is telling the truth, but you are lying. Mm. Like, uh, your thoughts, Adelaide? I mean, I feel like at the end of the day, she can still... I mean, uh, I don't want to get too into that because on the one hand, transgendered, trans, transgender people definitely have several issues that they're dealing with. They're, I believe them fully. I feel like the transracial thing kind of is walking a different line. But I might need to be more educated on that in that case. Yeah, See, that's the problem. Like I'm too. I'm a really accepting person. If you're telling me that you're going through something, I'll just accept it. Now I don't like it as far as like this whole transracial thing. And when I say Adelaide, they're doing more than what Rachel Dolezal did. What she did was tanning. People are yeah, literally she act, getting yeah, people are getting melanin shots. Yeah, that's yeah, too like, like to darken themselves to the point where they are ridiculous. Like it's this one woman. She's Swedish too. Um, you know what? Hold on. It's a YouTuber that I follow that's Swedish, mm-hmm. and she does a lot of drawings, right? And every time she draws someone, she always draws black women. Maybe, like, Swedish people just like a different, like, the different features, and they're, like, looking at that. You know what I mean? I don't know. I don't love, well, my point is, Rachel Dole is out since she's transracial. So, that's a different thing versus these people who are actively like, no, I am white. But I I have fuller lips and I am darkening my skin and I have a big butt and I'm choosing hairstyles that are curly and braids. So there are a lot of black people who um, consider themselves to be white. Are they transracial or are they just like, that's that's where the line comes in. Mm -hmm. Versus you act like, because if you're saying I am white versus you saying, no, I am a white person who knows that I'm white, but I am darkening my skin. To make you believe something. To take a place I mean, yeah. that doesn't belong to me. Right. Yeah. But I'm kind of over what you're talking about. I, I read yeah, talk I, about yeah, this I was about to, thing. Yeah, I think yeah. I was about to it. move along. Um, what do you want to talk about about transracial stuff, Michelle? Because like, that's not a big No, because uh, this is... All right. So this is the problem with tra- being transracial, right? Like I said, the only issue is that it's a... A privilege that's only afforded to white people. And what I mean by that, there is no way that a person who is darker, because they have tried to be, um, uh, what's it called, legally recognized as Caucasian in various countries. There's no way for them to do that. But it's very easy for a Caucasian person to say that they feel like they were born in the wrong as the wrong color, which... I don't know. Like at the end of the day, I feel like that's a weird thing to say. Like, oh, I'm born the wrong color. 
I don't know. Color shouldn't really have that much value on it, but it does. So I don't know. Adelaide, your thoughts? Um, kind of along the same lines. It's just that because at the end of the day, I mean, Michelle's absolutely right. It's something that only one race can really pull off. Only white people really have that luxury of saying, "Oh, I was born in the wrong race. Let me, let me adjust my features in whatever way, shape, or form to find the race that I feel like fits me best." And I, I don't want to. I don't want to dip too much into trans rights because, like, it's very for me right now. It's very different. Trans rights, like, hundred percent dimorphism. Or, um, not dimorphism. Um, there's a word I'm looking for. Uh, dysphoria is definitely a thing. I I believe you one hundred percent. So I don't I feel like there's. It's different, and maybe they shouldn't be compared. Um. All right. Um. I think that's about it on this topic. I am exhausted of it. And do you have any final thoughts, Michelle? Awesome. Uh, look, you're so quick on a draw. <laughs> uh, like, I mean, I was just say, I understand where you're coming from, Adelaide. But for me, it's because I don't know your experience. You know what I mean? Like, I can't, as much as I want to say that I... I empathize with people. I, I mean, I can empathize to a certain extent, but I can't say that that was my experience exactly. Um, even when people say, like, they just knew from jump that they were straight or something like that, I wouldn't even be able to empathize with that because I'm just sitting there like, I mean, I'm a person who generally doesn't think about that on a regular basis. So I can't sit there and say that one person, or even if it's a group of people who say that, is telling the truth and then this person who is having a similar experience meaning that you feel like you were not in your body you're not in the right body is lying you know what i mean and i get that uh, um because the only reason why i'm saying this is because i was watching like um it was a bunch of people um transgendered and like um what's the, the other word cisgendered yeah, um cisgendered. talk thank you talking about this very subject and it was like a lot of transgender people were saying that you can't compare the two. She's clearly wrong. All of these things. And then at the same time, the cisgender people were saying, well, because we don't understand you, like, it's really hard for us to know the difference. And for me, if I'm going to accept one type of person, I have to accept everybody because otherwise I'll feel like a hypocrite. I would really hate to think that um, I am causing emotional harm to someone because I decided that I'm going to draw the line with you. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. And it's not the same thing that I'm saying is that I'm worried about yeah. comparing the two because they're, mm -hmm. they're both very different, but it stems from potentially the same area of, I don't feel right in my body and I feel better as X. Mm -hmm. And so I guess just from our perspective of being cisgendered, it's hard to understand that part. Assuming. Okay. All right. So let's move right along to the Black Panther, since I said I was going to do that in the beginning. And during the last 20 minutes. Yeah. Sorry. We're finally getting to it, guys. Um, so instead of going to whole recap on the Black Panther, because I feel like Michelle and I did a conversation about the Black Panther when the movie first came out. Yes, no? I don't know if it was ever aired, but. Ugh. Anyway. I mean, if it was, it was during the previous um, iteration, so it's not. It's definitely not in this one. So anyway, 
we already talked about our thoughts on Black Panther. It's somewhere in the world. You can find it if it's out there. But well, we sure. did, but Adelaide didn't. So Yeah, so we decided to bring Adelaide into this conversation. Um, so it's going to be a loose, freeform conversation versus a... Oh, like, wait, one thing, one thing, just to get out there. Right now, AMC Theaters is letting every person see Black Panther for free for the first week of February. So I'm going to try to get this out, like, tomorrow, so that way y'all have one day. <laughs> it's left. only, like, the 6th of February. No big deal. <laughs> I know. But, hey, I just want you guys to enjoy your free movie. Um, But, the uh, like, we're going to be loosely talking about it, so this is definitely going to be spoiler-ish free. Um, it's going to be talking about some issues that both Michelle and I may have had with the movie, as well as Adelaide's opinion, because she says she wants to be involved in a conversation about colorism. Yay. That is in a podcast somewhere. I, I really feel like she never said that. No, she actually did. That's on a podcast somewhere. Oh. It's somewhere. It's, it's around eventually. <laughs> okay, Adelaide, out I in the world. see you. It's out in the ether somewhere. Okay, so let's start off with the black panther the duality between the good blacks and the bad blacks um and it was very interesting because michelle and i i think we had a conversation about this where the good guys were the authentic pristine africans who can live in harmony with nature and they are okay and the bad guy is your typical black boy from the hood hold on yes but let's not let's not even just say that it was black americans period like, every black American in this was a bad person. Uh, Michael B. Jordan, his girlfriend, even, like, um, what's the, the, uh, that guy's name who always does, like, um, blue screen, CG animals? Even him, who is a white man. Um, he adopted the quote-unquote hip-hop culture. So, even American hip-hop, anybody that is American or have anything to do with America, the black part of America was a villain in this movie. And I had a problem with that. Oh, even the father who happened to love a black American woman, uh, Michael B. Jordan's father was the villain as well, was a villain. So, hmm. Um, I agree with that. It was very interesting to me because as we were watching it, I was like, I, I, I was very firmly on like, uh Wakanda side but as I got further away from it and started to think about it it's like wow this is really demonizing us like in a way that I haven't seen before uh you have well not in our own movie this was us demonizing no it wasn't like let's be real this is Disney mm, fair point uh, Adelaide, and Walt Disney was very much racist so let's Adelaide your thoughts um, I honestly noticed this too. I don't think I picked, I probably didn't pick up on it as early as you guys did, especially like it, it came up and I even while watching it said to my boyfriend at the time that we were watching and said, you know, this is, I don't understand why they're going this route. Why are they, why are they demonizing the entire black American culture when you have so much, what, like the voices right now are so important. Why are you deciding to demonize them? And this is not like this is not a statement I expected this movie to make in a way because of the way I don't know the way it was celebrated. I guess I I didn't expect it to go that route. Okay, like with me. All right, this is I'll make a comment to that, Adelaide. So basically, all right, what's his name? 
the guy who directed it, Ryan Coolidge, Coolidge, Coolidge. I don't know. Ryan. I'm assuming I can remember any names at this point. I watched this in November. <laughs> well, he is um, um, a Pan-African and... Uh, well, he believes in Pan-Africa, and Pan-Africa is basically, like, all black people are, you know, no matter where you are, we all come from the continent, so we all respect each other or something like that. And he also subscribes to, so that's why you see, like, a lot of unity within that script of it, but he also subscribes to the idea that black people need to return home to Africa, um, which is why you'll see him portray black Americans as being lost, and needing to come home and um, in order to be able to thrive. And there are a lot of black Americans who feel like they are home. Like, my ancestors died on this land. Um, they helped build this land. Why should I leave it? Like, you guys abandoned me. So it's like uh, all of these issues, which you got to see a part of it in the movie, um, took place. But overall, because I think his idea of... Um, better in quote-unquote black people would be all of us going back to Africa and being in touch with our roots. You got that outcome in the movie. Jasmine? Uh, yeah, I mean, I agree. Like, I was very moved by the movie, don't get me wrong. And our criticism, let me be very clear, is not to tell you not to watch the movie, tell you it's a bad movie. I genuinely like the movie. I just think that the movie has several issues that need to be discussed. From um, the perspective of black Americans, let's be clear, because it's a lot of people who are African who love this movie because mm -hmm. in the Western world, we don't really portray them as having um, a thriving nation. And, yeah. yeah. So that's okay. Yeah. So it was a great movie as a whole, but it was a lot of questionable things that they did that I don't necessarily know if a lot of people address. Um, anything else that you want to say before I move on to the next one? Great. So there was also the issue with the gender roles in this movie. Uh, did you catch that, Ellie? Yeah, I, I think we were briefly mentioning it. Um, in Wakanda, all of the women, they seem strong. But when it came time to make a decision, all of them had to divert to a guy. In every situation. Unless it was like. A following orders. Or a matter of loyalty. I do not feel like that's a fair statement. By the way. I'm just saying that before you guys take over. Oh, well feel free to expand. Like I said. I, I don't feel like. Because. If you live in a society. That believes in. Like it's a monarchy. You're going to do that either way. Now when Shuri is the queen they'll do the exact same thing so i don't see like that as that being fair now well, maybe the you could say that is, the visuals like having little girls see that could be a problem um but at the end of the day he is the king if there was a queen i'm sure they would do the same thing that's why i said i don't think that's fair because you only are seeing it from this one instance this hmm. one moment in time Adelie, your thoughts i feel like that's looking ahead and possibly inferring things that aren't... I mean, it's there because it is a monarchy, but at the same time, we're working with what we've got. And what we've got is all of them constantly deferring to other, to the superior voice. Mm. 
Um, is there anything that you want to say before I get to the last one? And then we're going to talk about colorism because that was what I let in with. <laughs> I mean, as far as, well, here's the problem that I have with that, because this is what I partially, what I wanted to talk about is that when this movie came out, there were a lot of people who were on Michael B. Jordan's, you know, junk and the guy who played Mbaku saying all the women was coming out like, oh, I want to be with you. You're so gorgeous. You're so sexy. You're this, you're that. I, I literally didn't get the colorism yet. I know this has nothing to do with colorism. Oh, okay. That's a, I'm literally talking about sexism. Okay. <laughs> so all of them were coming out saying how much they wanted to have sex with these men, right? Um, mind you, remember their portrayal in the movie. They were all very, cause, um, listen, Chadwick Boseman didn't get this as much, but all the guys who are portrayed as really aggressive, um, what a lot of people nowadays would consider toxic masculinity. A lot of people who, um, in that movie that fell in that category got all these praise from women. And then when you look at the women who were also very strong, um, very, um, uh, aggressive in their movements and things like that. There was literally a comparison done of all the positive responses that were made to the men and all the positive responses that were made to the women of the movie, like whether or not they thought that was an attractive thing, um, if they would want uh, their spouse to have those traits, things like that. There was literally nobody um, upping these women who portrayed these strong female characters, but women. Only women found this to be um, a good thing. And I don't know if that's good or not, um, as far as portraying black women. Like, we already have the stereotype that we are super strong and we can bear any problem. Um, black women are stereotyped as not having any hair. Um, black women are stereotyped as not needing a man. And then all the black women in this is very much, while they're considered to be independent and not good for um, being a spousal in a relationship. Meanwhile... These really aggressive uh, stereotypes that they use for the black men in this are also bad, although women responded positively to it. It's really bad because these are the reasons why they shoot black men in the streets because they're really they're supposedly be aggressive, being angry, being so big and strong and scary, and all these other things. So I mean, I found that interesting that the movie still used those tropes and how people responded to those tropes. I'm done. Um, Adelaide, your thoughts? Um, I didn't pick up on all of that while watching the movie. I did see the portrayal of women very extensively, and so, and because I'm white, my perspective is slightly different. Um, for me, I did enjoy seeing all of them, and so this kind of lines up with what you were saying: is that the women like seeing the women portrayed in this way. But I don't. I don't know what my boyfriend thought i didn't ask him on that um okay so i'll ask you this question and feel free to abstain okay do you find (laughs) as a general rule do you find african-american men attractive and sexually in that way um yes i mean i think it depends on how like for for any representation of men it depends on how aggressive they are so so is it the reason that they were um and this is up to both of you. It's Michelle, since you made the point, it's more to you, though. But is the reason that they were seen as more sexy is because aggression in men is generally seen as sexy versus not in women. Yeah, that's what I was... Yeah. So... Absolutely. 
do you think that they should have feminized the women but then they wouldn't be as like does not i don't think that would i think there's a such thing as a balance and they didn't have it is the point that i was trying to make i feel like they went for i feel like they sexualize white women extensively and then that this is building on those tropes is that white women get Uh, no no i understand no no this is my thing okay um, it's a different type of sexualization because of what I'm going for. Right. But because white women are tend tend to be the weak ones. Yes. They need help and they need a man to be there to help them. And even if they're strong, like you have several versions of a strong white woman, but that's not what immediately comes into your head. No. Well, not just that they are overall um more valued and treasured. Like they're a fragile Yeah, their fragility um, is kind of, of it's wanted. Yeah. And yeah. it's not really fair to have either stereotype frankly um but this is more on i mean this is african or black history month so we need to top that like that's topic for another time um so i guess my thing was check out the women's history month podcast yeah and adelaide is hosting no why you do this (laughs) why you why you lock me into this while we're recording so i can't get out um now you've made me lose my train of thought um so because I know that there is that stereotype of the strong, the strong black woman that can handle anything and, and everything's on her shoulders. It's almost like, for me, I liked seeing the stronger women. I liked seeing the women that could handle themselves. But I also recognize that there are other perspectives out there that may have wanted to see a balance between their femininity and being that strong. Well, and there's also the whole, why do black women have to struggle before they're rewarded? Like they're always, you always see black women as fighters and then they're rewarded with love. That's true. But I will say that's the case with like, I mean, not to play devil's advocate, but that's like the case with women in a minority setting. And what I mean, what I mean by that is like, for instance, video games, if there is like a main female lead, Tomb Raider, for example, why is it that she has to go through so much pain in order to come out on the other side and be seen as a badass. But meanwhile, it will be like Uncharted with Nathan Drake. And he just walks out being a badass. We didn't have to see him struggle for anything. He didn't have to like bleed and cry and do all these things to come out on the other side as tougher and stronger. So I feel like that's a general thing with women. Women have to earn their badge where men just sort of have it. Exactly. And I mean, Sam Winchester. (laughs) Oh yeah, hardcore Winchester right there. Mm. but go ahead Jason. um no that was uh, basically it i just thought it was interesting um final thoughts uh deal of choice whoever goes first i am really looking at all these black fishing pictures i didn't know with so many <laughs> yes. women doing yeah, this we're off that geez. topic we are off that topic oh, okay you you decided that you wrote it up we're done we're done with it okay um, the last thing before we move on to colorism, because I'm going to keep this podcast short. This will not be another Sabrina. Um, is the black whitewashed um white savior complex that uh Black Panther had, where in order to make everything okay, the solution is outreach instead of you know sharing their knowledge with other African countries so that they can become economically stronger. They can first of all. I'm sorry, I gotta interrupt you. I love how Chadwick Boseman his response to um the Black Panther movie. He's like, really, the um villain of the movie is uh T'Challa. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Like, and he is so right. He really was the villain in this entire movie. And I'm just sitting here like, I can't believe Disney doesn't see that really he's... Well, they probably do see it. I don't know. I don't Disney think they do has see ulterior it, motive. Yeah, no. Disney has ulterior, uh, ulterior motives in this thing. Like, you can't... You can't, like, make Michael B. Jordan's character, which, what's his name? I can't even remember his name right now. You can't make his character. Killmonger. Yeah, well, no, his actual name. I'm not going to do that to him and call him Killmonger and just treat him horribly and dehumanize him, Jasmine. Uh-huh. But, uh-huh. but. Did you really just try me right there? Because yeah. I felt like you were trying to pull my black card. But I'm solid in my blackness now. I feel like I'm blacker than you, though. No, I mean, it's I got tested. Well, you know, I'm blacker than Adelaide, so that's, that's oh. a very low bar, though. <laughs> uh, but um, what I was trying to say was that I like that he mentioned that because if you really think about it, the entirety, like the society of Wakanda, they really was out for number one. And they did not care about anybody else's struggles. And then at the same time, sitting there like, I don't understand why these black people don't have the same things we have. Because you took all the crap. Like, you saw what was happening. You could have fought in defense of them. Like, think about how long Wakanda was around. And in the beginning, the first scene, they the, it was women who were being taken, women and men who were taken as slaves in Africa. Mm-hmm. So, my thing is, not only did you not help the people in America, you didn't even help the people in Africa that were No, let's you. remember, Wakanda was a thriving society during the time of slavery. They did not just appear. So, even during that time when slavery was happening, they just sat around. What makes you think they wouldn't sit around when a couple of um, women and a couple of children were grabbed up to be, I guess, neo-slaves? That's what they do, apparently. Adelaide, your thoughts? I mean, I was thinking the same thing while watching it. Uh, they have all of this technology and all of these resources, and then they go on about how there's this lack of brotherhood with everybody else, and it's like maybe because you weren't there. This is if you want to be brothers, help them, Winchester. <clears throat> <laughs> um, but yeah, I thought it was a really good um portrayal. It had some problems. I think that it would have been better if they had put an effort to help the countries around them and then spread out from there to help them become stable on their own versus doing an outreach to missionize, and we know how I feel about missionaries, um, the people and make them more like Wakanda in that sense versus actually helping them truly. Like, don't just throw a bunch of money at me and say, be better when you're not giving me any skills, anything. Like, you're not giving anything to me to do better. And also, you have the opportunity to reach out to white people and say, hey, white guys, this is why you're wrong. This is what you've done wrong. Maybe we can help this way. They didn't even do that. Well, I mean, definitely don't approach it that way because you definitely are going to get a lot of people rejecting that <laughs> automatically. You you could say, all right, so. This is how you can do better in breach relations. Yeah, but not even that. Somebody said something that I thought was really good, like, um, like, well, Adelaide, I'm curious about your opinion on this, but basically she said that white people are reforming, recovering races. Like, you got to think of it that way in a sense that because of the society that we're in, you're always going to be exposed to um, things like, for instance, um, like if you think about heteronormative people, they have to constantly um, sit there and try to figure out 
how to interact with people who aren't a part of the heteronormative um, society and what they're doing to cause them harm so they won't do that. You are, because you were brainwashed, so to speak, growing up in this type of society, you have to constantly be checking yourself to make sure that you don't exhibit this behavior. And I think that's probably like a, they need like a, a, a AA program for racism. And he could have started that. I'm just saying. He had the power to. Adelaide, what are your thoughts about this? Um, I Honestly, I feel like that point's pretty, pretty good. It's, we've grown up in a society where my identity as a white woman isn't, it's not under threat in the same way. It's not something that, like, at the end of the day, I can come home and I can get away from it. And I can get away from whatever's out there. I can, there are things that I don't have to deal with. And that... Well, I mean, to play devil's advocate or to play... You can actually do that in the street. Like, everything around yeah, you. Wait, 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 wait. What did you say? To, everything to play what? Of- to, to, white devil's to play devil's what kind of devil? Oh no, it's fine. I'm not like <laughs> go for. It. I was thinking like, it earlier, to be honest. So. Like oh everything God. around you is literally reinforcing that yes. you are going to be okay. Yes, everything. So it's not fine. just about coming home and saying I'm going to be okay in my home. You are okay in the street. You are okay. The only threat to you truly is the white man. Yes, and that well, we share that threat. Like there are other threats to you that I don't have. And that's the important thing. Like I've grown up in a privilege, in a very privileged position where I have, it, it, this is white privilege is essentially what it is. There are threats that I don't have to worry about on a daily basis that I probably can't even think of that you have. And in a way, yes, I do have to check my behavior and check my knowledge and check my education to make sure that I am not conforming to some societal, to some lingering racist societal belief or habit or whatever. Dare you say you're checking your privilege? Yes, a little bit, I do. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, I, like I said, I can't say, like, oh, um, at a, like, I agree. There are some things that I would have to worry about that, like, to cause me to have a panic attack that I know Adelaide would never have to face. So it's like what? I mean, you don't have to give um, examples if you don't want to. That's fine. <laughs> no, I'm just curious. I'm just curious. I want to know because me and her have this conversation a lot, and there's well, some things. Well, the thing that, is that the conversation you and I have is: Do I relate more to being a woman, or do I relate more to being black? Which mm-hmm. are it, they're two independent. <laughs> they're two independent struggles, but because I am in both, it's a Venn diagram of things. Like, because I can relate to Adelaide on woman issues. Adelaide will never be able to truly relate to me as a black person. Yeah, exactly. Like, I can I can try to educate myself on those issues, but there's no way I could emotionally understand them. Like, because if I see, if I'm driving in a car with someone, I you, you will never have the fear that if the police stop you, that could be the end of your life. Like, and there's always the people who are like, you know, if you're not doing anything wrong, it's okay. But you don't know. You don't know what kind of day that officer had. You don't know if he's racist. You don't know anything. And in that moment, like, we, oh, there's so many videos of black people who did everything that they were supposed to do, who have died. Like, they did exactly like what- not. Let's not even just talk about the ones who have died. I remember there was this video of a teacher, like a, um, a grade school teacher, a black woman, 
who just got dragged out of her window of her car by the police officer and tossed on the ground. And then she's like, why are you treating me this way? He said, basically because you're black. And this is like, because of black people um, behavior, I don't know what type of black person you are, mm-hmm. basically. So I have to do this to you. It's all your fault, the reason why I have to do this. Or, ba- like, or let's have a conversation about the, uh, the guy who had just shot up a black church and they took him from McDonald's. Those are things that I can never relate to. No. Like, and uh, not to say that you would relate to them, Adelaide, but my point is, that's not a fear that you carry with you. No, exactly. Like, that There's... if I get stopped, this is the end. Yeah. Like, that's <laughs> never going to be something that I have to fear. And what uh, you said earlier about trying to de- trying to decide what you relate more to, being being black or being a white woman, or not white woman, being a woman, um, <laughs> there was a, there was a phrase, uh, something I heard in college a while back, where... Uh, a white man looks in a mirror and he says, and when asked what he sees, he says, I see a man. When a white woman looks in a mirror, she says, I see a woman. When a black man looks in the mirror, he says he sees a black man. And you get like, y- you slowly build on all of these. Like the man just sees a person and the white man just sees the person oh. and everybody else. Like as you, mm-hmm. as you eliminate that layer of, I guess, societal dominance, you start to see like each person adds another adjective to it. Mm-hmm. Right, because you, I mean, that's definitely true, because that's actually, I think, um, I don't know where you heard that from, but I know I heard it from while I was reading a book about civil rights, about the civil rights era, and it was a bunch of um, women who were feminists coming together, they were black feminists, they were white feminists, and what the woman, the black woman was trying to do is explain um, intersectionality to the white women in the room, and she used that example to them. Um, in that, in that particular, um, book that she had, it's like, the problems that I have isn't just because I'm a woman. It's also not because I am black. It's because I am both. And because of that, we have to do, like, we need, um, a different strategy that will uplift all of us, not just one part of the group. You know what I mean? So that, I've, that was like something that really touched on me as well when I first, um, did that because, like Jasmine, the, this goes back to the conversation conversation that I had with Jasmine when I was asking her, what do you relate to more? Do you relate to being a woman more or do you relate to being a black person more? And the reason why is because I relate to being a black person before I relate to being a woman. And the reason why is because in society, I'm ripped of my femininity. Like most people, like society-wise, I'm not considered, um, like, I don't care, like, Huh? You're not considered attractive or desirable. Uh, first of all, let's not say that like I'm ugly. <laughs> wow. Like, no. Like, let's be real. I'm very cute. Okay? Yeah, you I'm are, like, but I'm trying to give you... I was trying to help. I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. Don't come for me. I'm not. Like, that's why I was, I was like, trying to I was like, you. let's not do that. Let's not do like, that. Like, I don't okay? think you're ugly. It's okay. I know I'm not ugly. It doesn't matter what you think. Facts are facts. I'm very cute. I'm very cute. Anyway. <laughs> Like, this wasn't even, I wasn't even there. I was, like, always, like, sitting at home. That wasn't even me trying to throw her under the bus. Okay, sure. But anyway, what I was trying to say is because, yes, as a black woman, you're not considered considered as desirable as any other race. That we is very literally true. Like, when you look at Serena Williams and, um, what is that, uh, Anna, Anna Kornikova, like, mm-hmm. two women who are, polar, one is a white woman, and Serena Williams is at the top, Anna Kornikova is, like, what, bottom three percent or something like that. she's not that high up but they mm-hmm. still will sexualize anna cornacova 
and they'll demonize Serena Williams. I remember now sexualized being sexualized is not the goal. No, I agree with you, but okay. my thing is like even like they could wear the exact same outfit, and mm-hmm. they will still say that Serena's is inappropriate because of her shape. They'll call right. Serena masculine. Where it's Anna mm-hmm. Kornikova is beautiful. Yeah, and what they, well, they call all, Michelle like, Obama. Is that where you go were going? Yeah. Yeah. So it's like, it's just that black women aren't considered not, I wouldn't say attractive, but not desirable. Like we're very quote unquote masculine, which is why there are certain groups of black women who had a problem with the depiction of women in the Black Panther movie. If that's all what we always yes, have. We finally, to be back to colorism. Different. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Not colorism. No, black we're going Panther. to color. Black Panther had colorism. We're but, going but to let it. me, like, but please, can please, I, can I, gotta just, finish. can I just, gotta can finish. I just wrap we're up too. my point? Can okay. I just wrap it up? Okay. So, because of that, I don't see, I don't look at myself in a mirror and automatically say, um, I'm a woman. I don't have that privilege just to be like, I'm a woman. I'm always saying I'm a black woman. And most of the issues I feel like um, are an everyday burden to me is because I'm black versus being a woman. Because I don't get, I'm not seen as a woman by the general standards, like how they treat black women. Black women aren't treated like women. Does that make sense? So like if a guy is being really nice to me and being um, like, I guess what you could, would consider being a gentleman, I don't have the privilege to look at him and say that he's being chauvinistic. You know what I mean? Like he's, you know, I'm not trying oh, to say. Oh yeah, well, let's but be very I, clear. There are a certain segment of men who they're being nice to you because they... But I'm saying, like, I don't have it where I can say because he's holding up the door for me, he's being chauvinistic. I know there are women who have said that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I don't have that. I'm just looking at you. Oh, you're treating me like a woman. Thank you. But, you know, it's just like, it's. I guess it's part of that um, intersectionality that I battle with, trying to feel that femininity that I don't receive from outward um, influences, if that makes sense. Ellie, your thoughts? Um, I mean, yes, that makes sense. Um, I don't really have much else to add other than those are incredibly valid points. And, you know, you have to deal with, um, again, going back to, you know, these are other issues that I don't have to think about. You have to, you struggle to reclaim femininity where, um, or to at least achieve, to like have society recognize that you have it and to, to have something like your definition of femininity, whatever that may be. And um, whereas in other ways other women are trying to escape it or to escape another stereotype that is a certain a forced ideal of of what they are various other races whatever that may be as well so you know those are all they're all valid points and i don't want to get into those because again it's black history month it's not it's not their platform um all right so finally the topic you've all been waiting for colorism which we will spend a few seconds on until we'll be done um, so Beth Panther, there was a segment of the population, the African American population, that was upset because there were no um fair skinned women in the Black Panther movie, or very few. It was and, only one. And there was really a a highlight of the people who you rarely see sexualized and exalted in these movies. The darker of us. No, Michelle and I both fall somewhere in the middle, but I think we can both agree that we have family that are on the spectrum. I'm on the damn spectrum. What are you talking no, about? No, on either end of the spectrum. I just said no. we fall somewhere in the middle. I wouldn't even say that. I consider myself to be darker skinned. I do. 
I know a lot of people don't would not consider me to be darker skinned, no. but that's how I feel. I don't care. Because I don't, I would not get the same, I would never be able to pass the paper bag test. You know what I mean? And that's how I always looked at it as like, you either are light or you're not. I don't have that whole, there's a light, dark, middle, brown, medium color. I don't have all of that. Other things so, Adelaide has not had to think about. Yep, exactly. <laughs> this should be the drinking game. <laughs> this is the drinking game. Things Adelaide hasn't had to think and about. And my liver's gone. <laughs> Uh, but I mean, again, I agree with Michelle that the light skin, dark skin thing, which if you are on Twitter, it is awful, especially black Twitter. Um, it's just a remnant of slavery and being higher was better. Being fairer and closer to white was better. So I think that there's still remnant. Is it really a remnant of slavery or is that just the way society is I think it's a remnant of slavery and colonization. Because even countries I, that weren't necessarily slaves still have the effect. Yeah, of, that's why I said I don't feel like it's slavery in particular. I think it's yeah. just being colonized. Yeah, so I will say it's a yeah colonization. For the black community, it's... Yeah, I don't know. It could be colonization, too, since that happened around the same. Adelaide, your thoughts? Uh, I was going to agree. Colonization's probably it. Um, just because, you know, the, the ideals, you know, forced I- beauty ideals came upon were... Hmm. What are the words I'm looking for here? Um, but with colonization came those forced ideals, and that is then what everybody had to strive for, and that's what society wanted. So it's a societal, you know, everything comes back to colonization. Yay! Um, anything else you want to talk about about colorism? Because I know we've been hyping it up, but we talked about a lot of stuff, and I'm trying to get this over with. So, colorism in what regards? Really? Yeah. Are you really going to do this when you know I'm trying to wrap this podcast up? Colorism in what regard? I love you so much, Michelle. Like, dude. You know she needs to Yeah, I was going right to say that didn't sound genuine right now. Um, as we've been talking about, we can only speak from an American's perspective because all of us are American. Um, and colorism means different things to different people. Colorism in the specific situation that I'm speaking of is the light skin versus dark skin battle that's happening and has been happening for longer than I think most of us care to admit. How does that relate to Black Panther? I am going to love you so much. (laughs) (laughs) So much love to give you. That sounds very aggressive. The next time I see you, I am going to give you so much love. Realize that she's threatening me. So So if you don't hear from me again, (laughs) if you don't hear from me again, look for a Jasmine Wilson. This relates to Black Panther because there was a whole conversation about the fair-skinned women not feeling represented. However, they are traditionally more represented in, in society, and they are more widely accepted as the acceptable version of Black. Whereas the darker skinned women have the, they don't have the luxury of being as accepted. Like, and it wasn't until recently. And I mean, recent? Like, like, recent, like maybe the last one or two years. That who got accepted? Where you started even seeing them prominently in roles where they were the least. You're still not seeing them prominently in roles. What movies are you talking about? I mean, about? it is a few movies where they're prominent, isn't it? And where am I just no. thinking about other stuff? Unless you're talking about the black movies that we've always had, no. Mm. 
Oh. Like, France still will not let a movie play there if it's a majority black cast. Mm-hmm. Because that's racist, apparently. But they will let oh, an, an entirely white cast movie be played there. Well, let's not have a conversation about Friends. Like, I said Friends. No, I'm saying Friends. The movie Friends. That had, what, oh. what? It wasn't even black people in the background in Friends. Anyway. Oh, wait. Uh, Adelaide. Friends was your mm. favorite show. Go. Friends defend Friends. No, I can't defend that. You said movie. I got so <laughs> confused. Were you talking about the show? Because, yeah, they had no one. They, like... There. In New York, there was no black yeah, people. Odd, huh? No, that's no, not friends. Not yes, it was, it was friends. friends. They, there was no minorities. Yes, it was. They, they got a lot of friends and not the one with Lena Dunham. It was friends, and it was also that. Well, that too, but girls. But friends mm-hmm. did it way before. It not just black people. Let me be very clear. There was no minorities even in the background. Yeah. They, like they, that cast was entirely white. Constantly. Well, as some, someone, are, well, no, Jewish Aisha Tyler was on there. On what? On Friends. Was she? For, yeah, she was the love interest to the who's Rachel and the Ross. dude. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. Yeah, she was but Ross's was like, love interest briefly. I said in the background. They weren't even in the background of New York. I was very specific. Okay. No, you said it was no black people. And on the still, show. I said in the background. And also, that's one. one? I mean, I mean, Adelaide, in the Walking Dead, you only get one. To be honest, in the no, that no, the, you don't watch this show, so don't comment on something you don't know about. Don't come from Walking over. Dead. You know what? This this podcast is over. Thank you guys. <laughs> wait, wait, I got I got one comment about the whole thing with friends. Okay, so in the defense of friends, really, these white people, yes, these white people don't have any black friends, so they wouldn't notice. So there that was none in the background. There, that was literally the argument for why girls didn't have any black people in it. So there was wow. none in the background, is my question. That they didn't know black people weren't part of their lives, so they would never notice them around. But there was none in the background. They would never have noticed them. It the, doesn't matter that was if you argument. notice them. It that was the argument It doesn't for matter girls. if you know, Well, she was, Leonard Dunham was always questionable when she defended. You know what? That's another uh-huh, story. That also, 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 yeah, because, yeah, she did some weird stuff now. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's a good example of, like... Women's History Month? Adelaide, add that to your topic list. <laughs> but I wanted to mention, let's not get on the whole topic of friends, considering that that's just a rip-off of Living Single. And they literally ripped off Living Single. I don't... Like, from the jump... This is not going to be a long thing. <laughs> it's Black History Month. Let you, me explain You got a this. minute. You got a minute to wrap okay. it up. All right. Stop cutting off my minute, then. So, basically, Living Single, right, was originally called... Um, my girl right and the network picked it up but they changed the name to um it was my girl and then they were going to change it to friends and they were shopping around and then they decided to change it to living single now living single they um they did the show it was successful and then the network was like okay cool we're gonna take this and just turn it into friends where it's the exact same premise but they're all white and for some reason friends got got extremely popular and the money that they were making was breaking numbers as far as, like, the um, the individual um, actors were making. But the black actors who started the crap, who was also on a very successful show, made a fraction of what their white counterparts were making. So before there was Ross and Rachel, there was Max and Kyle, okay? We had all of these things, all right? And w- the only reason why I'm bringing it up, not to say that anybody did it TikTok, better or whatever. I, you don't cut me down, off. Is the only reason why I'm saying this is that so you know that 
black people had a hand in friends so you're welcome in us creating your favorite show all right i'm done okay adley final thought is anyone really surprised okay good all right thank you guys for listening to another episode of i don't know what this podcast is i was your host jasmine black panther history month i was your host jasmine hello jasmine and we had adelaide Hello, we had Michelle. <laughs> Hi, Michelle. <laughs> you can find us at overpowerentertainment.com. You can tweet us at Real OP Tweets. You can find us on Instagram at Real OP Gram. You can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Pinterest and Discord in a variety of other locations. Just look for us. Look for Overpower And a variety of other locations. Or Overpower Thank Podcast. you. Goodbye. Bye. Bye.